0: Science fiction is an existential metaphor.
1: It allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Isaac Asimov once said, individual science fiction stories may seem as trivial as ever to the blinder critics and
2: philosophers of today. But the core of science fiction, its essence has become
3: crucial to our salvation. Tell me,
0: how many nights you see? There are four nights. This is how
1: liberty dies, with thunderous applause.
4: Game over,
0: man. Game over.
5: Let's make a show. All right. Welcome to
2: the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. Good evening. I am Miles P.
4: McLaughlin.
1: Hi, I'm m Sierra Garcia. I'm Lucy Raffensperger.
4: And I'm Dave Sellers.
3: And I'm Kiefer K. Herzog. Kiefer. Actually, K would come first in your name here. Kenneth uh, K. Herzog. Yeah, there we, <laughs> there we
2: go. The full name there. So Kiefer is my son. He's been on the show before, but it's been a while since we've had him on. And yeah, now I'm a nerd. Yes, uh, yes, we know that. Um, the Apple doesn't far too far from the tree. Yeah. So he's joining us. He actually asked to be part of the podcast because tonight we are talking Matrix Revolution, a movie that, in my opinion was absolutely fantastic but isn't isn't getting a lot of love from uh the greater sci-fi community um which concerns me on one hand but i'll talk about maybe why that doesn't concern me a little bit later on here um but we are here to talk the matrix so miles do you want to tell us a little bit how is we are now what three weeks into the matrix maybe two and a half weeks into the matrix how Mm -hmm. is the movie doing two and a half weeks in
5: so give us an idea we have what I find there's a budget for 190 million uh, domestically so far. It's taken uh, almost 31 million. International is taken almost 75. So worldwide, we're about at 100, um, just under 106 uh, worldwide. Million.
2: So about 90 under, 90 under where it should be right now. Which again, you know, it's we're only two and a half weeks out, but most of the money is made in movies in the first couple of weeks. So I think that's what the big concern is. And we yeah. don't know how we don't know how HBO Max numbers play into anything, do we?
6: Well, I mean Dune did fantastic.
3: I didn't see and Dune. And it also
6: came out on HBO Max.
3: Yes. Father's an irresponsible parent. I haven't seen Dune yet.
2: Yeah, probably. That's because you always want to watch YouTube videos instead of watch
3: says the guy who watch says the guy who watched Hawkeye without me. I did. I did watch Hawkeye he's still salty about that. I'm very salty about that. That's all right. And I'm not ashamed to admit it. <laughs> yes. All right, so um, Jen will we'll watch we'll it get, with me. We, we, yeah. we will get
2: into the day, will yeah, day will too. And <laughs> whatever,
3: we can have like a brunch, like homies. All right, <laughs> so... you know,
6: I have an extra room here if you ever get like too tired
3: of him. Adopt he can... me, <laughs> yes. he wants to be adopted. <laughs> I have called Mary Jane several times to adopt me. They don't
2: know who Mary Jane is, our neighbor,
3: <laughs> she's our Amish neighbor,
2: yes. Yes, you wouldn't survive with her Amish. I
3: people. would rather I would rather survive with her than with you guys, dear okay, lord. Right.
2: right. <laughs> just leave leave We're all your tech here, your computer right. here, your phone here, and you're good.
3: Sure, why well, the heck not? They got like, a grindstone right, so, over uh, there. I can make some swords. Final
0: Fantasy. Yes. It's, it'll be fine.
2: That's right. So uh, Dave is like, like dying. <laughs> I know. Yeah, this sh- show's been derailed already. See, M left. You caused M to leave. That's- yes,
3: yes. Give <laughs> into to the dark side of the force. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. Um so I want to talk a little bit. Um uh I want to talk, I guess, our first impressions of it and we'll get into the nuts and bolts of it. Um and we'll go around with the main show people here and we'll end with Kiefer and have Kiefer talk about it. Maybe we can ask Kiefer some questions, his perspective in it. He up. has seen the first Matrix movie. I, do not, I don't know that you, did you? We, yes. Okay,
3: we watched all of them in sequence. You yeah, were we there. Did.
2: We, we did We did watch all of them in sequence, so it was a little bit ago. Um, so let's talk about this movie in our first impressions of it, and then we'll end with Keith for here. So Miles, why don't you go uh, get around? us started here? Are we
3: just, okay.
5: Well, I wasn't sure how they were going to do a Matrix 4 after the way they ended the third one, but this is science fiction. Dead people don't Stay dead And um, So that that fascinated me But um, Going back To, to it again I, I was optimistic When I saw the trailer I thought okay The trailer Looks interesting um, I'm there I'm gonna at least I'm gonna check this thing out um, It was fun going back It was fun going back Seeing these These characters again um, As a companion piece To the other three movies I think it does Really well uh, with, with that, we get to see some old friends from from years ago. And Matrix, the first Matrix was, was a, a groundbreaker. And uh, what I what one of the things I, I, that struck me was just how much they embraced, you know, that this is you know that this is something older, and it's um it's it, it, there is something nostalgic in the way they presented it. And they, they just embraced that, you know, this, you know, this, this is, this is something that's from over 20 years ago and had fun with it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, em, how about your thoughts? What were your thoughts? Uh, I, 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 I know what you wrote in the, uh, Facebook chat, but, uh, what, what were your initial thoughts after watching matrix for matrix resurrections? Um
1: oh sorry, I'm still my having headset issues. I'm sorry. Um this still isn't working. Uh you can cut that and post.
0: Okay, um, I will.
1: I sat down a few weeks ago and watched each of the movies because I'd forgotten a lot. I didn't realize how much I'd forgotten until I watched it. And um just to kind of get a bearing on what was who the characters were and looking for Easter eggs and trying to figure out, you know, trying to remember the whole story. And most of my impressions were, you know, lingering that the third one was the worst. The second one, you know, it's meh. And the first one I remember being just, I remember I was on a date and I found the movie amazing and the person I was with did not. And that was our last date.
2: No, of course. Um, Correct.
1: At the you time was it we're done. different. It was something that had never been done before, and so on and so forth. Um, and the whole bullet time thing. So when I I was ready, at least memory-wise, to watch the fourth film, I sat down, I set myself up, I put the subwoofer next to my couch, and I really enjoyed it. It was very meta of itself, it was different, but it was familiar and it's it's a stupid science fiction film so it's fun and it poked fun at itself and it brought up some really cool you know thoughts that I enjoyed about the film um I like I pre-purchased it I it fits into the my world of of science fiction and that it was a fun story to tell it was a strange way to tell it And I really liked that in the end, it was um, Trinity who was the hero. And, you know, after all of it, it was Trinity who saved Neo and saved everybody. She's the one who grabbed him in the first film. And she's the one who's like, I'm going to find him. We're going to do this. And I appreciated that. I appreciated what they did. I loved having the Merovingian come back because he's such a, word.
3: And yes, I love him.
1: Delicious, like a just a delicious villain that, that I kind of wanted more of. And I they I don't feel like they used him well enough. I, I was hoping for something even more delicious.
3: You're saying it's um, like a Kenneth but,
1: but it was there were moments that lagged and there was some scripting that lagged, but it was lovely to to walk back down those that path again. And and enjoy that story, you know. I it ended the third one ended so dumb and way too, you know, Jesusy for me as a Catholic. That's saying a lot. Um, it was just it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I watched it three times already, and I I've, I've really enjoyed it.
2: Good, good,
4: Dave. How about you? Well, believe it or not. <laughs> I'm very, I don't know, apolitical about it. I'm very just, whatever. I I, I enjoyed it by far, Um, just like I've enjoyed the other ones. The Matrix was never my thing. I never got fully excited about it ever, really, from when it was new to... Through now, watched it a couple times, and this one I'll have to go back and watch again, and maybe watch all four of them in a row at some point just to really see it all play out. But I, I, I did enjoy it. Um, certainly wasn't lost or anything in it because you know, as you said, it's sci-fi. People don't ever really die if they don't want them to. Um, but yeah, I, I, I have no real strong feeling or opinion on it one way or another. All right. Which which about really fits considering how I felt about the rest of them too. Yeah. But sense. definitely good movies. Yeah.
2: All right, Jen, tell us.
0: I
4: mean, it's a
6: movie that exists. Uh, <laughs> I, I would give it probably a C or a C minus at this point. <sighs> like I I mean the first part of it almost felt like it was, like, a satire of itself. I kind of felt like I was watching Spaceballs, The Matrix, like, was just, <laughs> I was like, what? what am I watching? Now, granted, you have to remember that it was, like, 3 a.m. in the morning when I started it, so I was like, oh. So I, I did give it a second chance. I was like, well, maybe maybe it was because it was, like, really early in the morning. I was really tired um, and not into anything at that point. And I rewatch it and I'm like, no, this this is this is my this is my first impression, which is the first part is like this weird satire, and then it's like they decided in the middle to be like, oh, yeah, actually we're supposed to be making serious movies, so let's go do that. And I don't know. It just it didn't do it for me, but the second one didn't do it for me. The third one I didn't really like. I really disliked the first one and I just, you know, tell everyone the other movies are expensive fan fiction, so
3: so all her right, cat and freezes and so, uh, tactical there tactical. we
2: go so Jen has tactical uh, cat that.
3: nuke. That, run so we, we know
2: what Jen we know what Jen's cat thought of what she was saying <laughs> how many cats
3: do you have Jen
6: Oh Orion oh, clearly objects to my assessment of the matrix he loved it he loves all of them or maybe he was muting me so I wouldn't say bad words who knows, yeah, knows.
2: Um, Well you know what he really liked he really liked he really de- he, he really liked deja vu he liked deja vu in this I
6: mean, movie. I will say that was probably my favorite thing. And who does not like Neil Patrick Harris? I mean, just Yeah. <laughs> like
0: absolutely. although it was
6: really funny because I was watching so my friends we got together on New Year's Eve. Um, my friend Jeannie, huge major fan, so I should've known not to watch it before I went to the party, but whatever. Um Yeah, and they're all like, oh, we've never seen Neil Patrick Harris as a villain before. And I'm, like, looking around, like, did you all not watch Dr. Horrible? Like, what is wrong with you all?
3: (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) I've never watched Dr. Horrible. if you have
6: not watched Dr. Horrible, you need to stop this podcast right now and go watch it. Okay, see you later, guys. I'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, keep that as your homework. Um,
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, actually, it's my father's homework because he's a terrible (laughs) parent and hasn't raised me well in sci-fi. Well, that's actually not true, but. You've you given me no Star Trek experience, dude. That's not even true.
6: It's well off topic. Anyway, so that that was mostly my impression was just I'm like, eh. yeah. this
1: is like, I, It's funny, I like I don't see him as a villain. I see I saw him as the protagonist in um in uh in in Doctor Horrible. Yeah,
2: well, I would because, agree with that. But I mean, he was he, well, a he was a villain. But
1: he was right. trying to do Stop things, I've never so seen. Was this, yeah. he this particular one, he was a sadistic. Just jerk, yeah.
2: Oh, absolutely, and he was like, fantastic at it. Oh, yeah, I he was.
1: He, I thought Smith was kind of deliciously evil, but oh, yeah, the the character what did what was his name? The, the Neil was? Patrick Harris's character, the architect,
0: that was yeah, the architect. No,
6: no, he was the analyst,
1: yeah,
6: which I mean, I did that. So, sit there and he like you know, in therapy. When they're doing the therapy scenes, I'm like, that's that's not what therapy
2: is. We, we not uh, yeah. I'll bet, I'll bet. Yeah. Yes. Well, so I was
6: like, oh, he was a fake therapist, and it was right. revealed that he was a fake therapist, so it's okay.
3: It's a right, he right, was right. a real, real right, fake right. therapist. Right, right. He was a real fake
2: therapist. Yes, so, uh, fake uh, therapist. Jen, uh, Kiefer, and I identify with you. We watched the movie also at three o'clock in the morning. The morning it dropped Very- someone decided that he couldn't sleep before we were flying to Florida. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes, uh, Kiefer. Uh. Uh, so uh we watched it then and we really liked it. Don't speak for me, dad. Was, I know. Well, I'll speak for myself. I really enjoyed it. it. In fact, I enjoyed it so much that by the end of the first day I had watched it a second time and then watched it a third time. When we were in and Florida, I watched it a fourth time. When we were so in Florida, I really I really Because enjoyed. he liked it. I did not. Let me speak for myself. <laughs> um you can't stop uh, me. The uh, it's, it's the so I really oh enjoyed it, obviously, and there's a lot – a lot of the meta stuff I really enjoyed. <sighs> um, I like movies. You know, the one guy in the movie says, I hate movies where I need a syllabus and a highlighter. However, <laughs> however, it I like movies that require me to think – And get a syllabus and, and, and a highlighter. And it, it, it make me think outside myself and make me think about our culture – and our life and that's what matrix one did for me and i felt like this did it in a way that updated it 20 years later and made me um and made it still relevant and (laughs) um made it seem a part of you know i think about it just with with all the, the 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 animosity that happens online and you know, our digital selves and separating that from our real selves. It's, it's fantastic movie from that end of thing for me. So I, I thoroughly,
3: thoroughly enjoyed it. Go ahead, Kiefer. Okay. Get ready for a 15 minute rant. So, uh, hi, I'm Kiefer. I have quite a lot to say about this movie. Go ahead. So first things first, uh, Jen is dying. Uh, that's not, so that's not about the movie, bud. Uh, yes, it is actually Jen died in the movie. Oh, they resurrected her. <laughs> yeah yeah okay, yeah yeah they did yeah they did a resurrection hey! okay i'm gonna stop being an idiot now and actually get on with the movie so i enjoyed this movie a lot i liked the meta nests because i'm a person that likes scooping that taking that juicy grapefruit of meta and scooping all the meta out with a spoon and eating it the meta was so good it was awesome i love the bullet time pieces bullet time or bullet time I love that. I like the analyst as a character. I like the actor that plays the analyst. I don't know the actor that plays the analyst because my dad hasn't made me see that one film you guys are ranting about, and I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable. Anyway, um, so thanks for not educating me, Dad. Um, You're off topic. Yeah, I'm always off topic. So, oh, what was the other thing? Mm, Oh, right. I also really liked – I did like the new bullet time cut scenes. I think that they over. I like the fact that they've turned it... They made it so the Matrix was a video game. It was a fantastic idea. Yeah, I also like that they poked fun at the fact that they didn't really have a chance... They didn't have a choice to make this fourth movie. Warner Brothers was going to do it without them or not. And they poked fun at that in the movie at several points. Which I thought was an interesting concept of them just kind of poking fun at it. It was nice. I also like the uh, allude to... The, the allude to, oh, he's Mr. Smith with the line of... Uh, Billions of people living out their lives oblivious. Yeah, that was a great callback.
0: By yes, the way, I just want to
2: I want to jump into one thing you're saying No, if I'm not allowed to jump in during
3: yours, it's my turn
2: to uh the uh <laughs> the fact that they uh they alluded they made the reference that Warner Brothers was gonna make it without him, you know. Of course, if you did it like I looked it up online and they were gonna cast Michael B. Jordan, uh the guy from Black Panther to take over Keanu Reeves' role in The Matrix, and because Kiana had said, "I'm not making another Matrix movie without the Wachowskis," right? And were um, the Wachowskis? Uh, so the people that made the Matrix. Oh. So uh, and so when she signed back on, they got a script, and then it became a little bit more. But that was as late as 2016, 2017 that they were talking about this. So That's Warner strange. Brothers literally was going to go ahead and make a movie without them, and that was kind of a dig that I'm surprised Warner Brothers kind of left
3: in there. But.
1: It was a nice middle finger which I appreciated. Yeah,
3: oh, I think the people at Morgan Brothers also appreciated that middle finger. That was a nice one. Well, anyways, they, that they, was a they, real they quality ones, five star middle finger right there. It
2: was it was it was it was the middle finger he gave Smith in the first movie when the interrogation was going on. So
0: yeah. yes, um, the other <laughs> right. thing,
2: About it about at the same spot. But Go ahead. With Agent Smith. You done hijacking yet? Yeah,
3: go ahead. <laughs> You may you may now talk. Thank you. <clears throat> I was rudely interrupted by somebody. Um, I uh, <clears throat> so I enjoyed this movie immensely. I think, I think personally, my favorite part. I I agree with Jen. The ending was well, Wait, who are you? I forget everybody's name. I agree with most of you actually. Really. I agree with the. Uh, I agree with Jen. I agree with M on the fact that the the movie ending was terrible. The ending of the movie. It, In this one or the third one? Oh, I, I love the third one. I love the third one. I don't know why everybody hates the third one. I like the third one so much. I also like the second one so much. And I and actually, the first one, I hated. I hated the first one. I don't know why. Everybody everybody was weird about this, but I I don't like the first one, and I really like the second one, and I really like the third one. <laughs> Jen's looking at me like, what the heck is this kid talking about? So what did you like about the fourth one? Oh, yeah, the fourth one. Um. I like the I liked the I love the score I tried to remix it but it was way too difficult I love the, the score was good uh, the, the white rabbit song was fantastic uh, I like the I like the fact that they took Trinity and kind of split her into two pieces it says they split her into okay I don't know if you know this but um bugs was kind of half of Trinity bugs was the white rabbit part of Trinity because originally in the original film didn't Trinity have the white rabbit yeah, tattoo? it was someone else Okay, yep.
0: great. It was
1: the drug dealer's girlfriend.
3: Really? Yeah.
2: Huh. Yeah. Weird. Okay.
3: Masculine, the only way to fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't actually do drugs. Yeah, don't do drugs. Don't do, don't do drug kids. Stay, stay in, stay in school. school. Stay in school. Yeah,
0: sorry. Anyway,
3: so um <clears throat> Um let me think here. Um, what else? Um Right. Also that ending cutscene where uh, John Wick, he'll always be John Wick. I don't care if he's, his real name is Keanu Reeves. He'll always be John Wick to me. I'll, I've never seen the John Wick movies, movies, movies but he'll always be John Wick. <laughs> um, so, John Wick, I think they did a great job of portraying the fact that John Wick was scared of the analyzer in, the, in, the, in one of the final scenes, before the Agent Smith fight. Cause this movie didn't give off epic conclusion vibes. This movie gave off the this movie gave off, at least in my experience, this movie gave off the same kind of vibes was getting from the first movie, where it it kind of gave a conclusion, but it wasn't like a full conclusion. It was weird. It was like we were. it It was simultaneously like we were simultaneously like we were rediscovering ourselves, and simultaneously like somebody farted in an ashtray in an ashtray ash.
2: Okay, so uh, real quickly before you go, can you tell us if you were to rate the movie out of five stars, how would you rate it?
3: I would rate it a too many blue pills out of 10. Too many blue pills out of 10. So you liked it. Yeah, that's a reference to the fact that there was a lot of blue pills in the painting. <clears throat> All right, man. Well, thank you for sharing your thoughts. Oh, no, I'm uh, staying here. I'm not going. You're not going to go. Oh, me.
2: no, you are, because you were here for 10, 15 minutes. That was kind of what we talked about. But, uh, but I do appreciate you joining, and uh, thank you for sharing your thoughts. And um,
3: See you guys maybe, next time. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have you on again sometime. Ben. Yeah, in like three months. See ya. Maybe. All right. Night, Cooper. <laughs> All right, thank you. Bye, guys. Yep, we'll see ya. Bye, <laughs>
6: Nerdy he is, and how much of Kristen's sass he has.
2: Oh, he so much sass <laughs> is incredible. <laughs> and uh so much energy that I do not have. <laughs> it's
6: like someone took Kristen's sass, your nerdiness, and your ADHD, and just put a ball of energy, and it's hysterical.
2: It is true. It is, <laughs> is true. <laughs> but all right. Well, he did talk about some things, I think, that make this movie, for me, good, and that is, he mentioned the soundtrack. Let's talk a little bit about the soundtrack for movie. In fact, I, I have here, you guys can't see it online, but this is what I got for, for my birthday.
0: Nice. It is, cool. Mat- yeah, yeah. it is The
2: Matrix on vinyl, so... Uh, and I forgot I didn't forget. I always knew that that sa- soundtrack for the first movie was so incredible and I feel like one of the things that this movie did extremely well was the music once again.
6: Oh, I definitely liked the music and the like the visuals were really good. Um you know, I just yeah. Wasn't digging the whole plot thing and yeah, there's I just had some issues with that. But that's okay.
2: Yeah.
0: I was
1: digging around on the IMDb's, and I, I did not realize um, a lot of this came from the writing of the script was Lana Wachowski's process of dealing with the death of her parents, who died five weeks apart from each other. Oh, and um, her her sister actually detached herself from it because she also she just she was going through her own stuff and was. Still in the process of transitioning and just said, I need to process on my own, which is why we don't see both the both Wachowski siblings uh, directing this film. Just Lana. Yeah. I mean, what it, it putting it into that perspective, there there was a lot in that film. And that's an interesting that makes me see it a little differently, and I need to process that a little. But I, I, I still really enjoyed it. And again, I've already paid nineteen ninety five for a digital copy, and I ordered the Blu Ray because I want the extra stuff.
0: No, absolutely.
2: Um, yeah. Well, you know, I, I was going to ask Jen and she stepped away here, but you know, you know what. Um, For me, like when I, when I, I, like the whole, this whole thing of like Neo, like the, the opening sequence doesn't like mirror it's when she said a bad satire, I like the way they explained that, that this was not the actual thing that happened. Like something was off and you knew that from the get go, the moment you see Trinity in her outfit, you know, this is not the same Trinity because the outfit's different, right? From the get go. And so, um. And they, and they kind of are abs- bugs and uh, whoever's with them, uh, is kind of observing saying this isn't quite, this is not the story that was told. And then it becomes, why is this story being told then? What's going on here? If this is not really the matrix and that where we, f- that's where we find it being the modal, of course, that where they rescue Morpheus out of who's not quite Morpheus because this is not actually the same matrix that we experienced 80 years ago. Yeah, um, no,
1: but I love that they found, <laughs> they managed to jump onto the dev server to play, <laughs> found this run through. Yes. And I love that they, that it was a video game, that all of it, the the best way to bring Neo back is to make him think it was all, like, to put it all into a video game, make him process it that way so that um, it was smart. It was yeah. a smart thing and, to and, do. And
2: to make him think that he created it all. Yeah. You know? yeah.
1: That it was a delusion that he was working through uh, a, like some sort of schizophrenic break. And, and it was, it was off and it was off just enough to make you think like, well, this what, where are we? And
0: yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So, well, uh, the best
6: way to hide truth is to hide it in a lie.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's Quite true. Yeah.
6: I did like that twist.
2: The, the, the What twist, Jen?
6: Where where they made it seem like this was all just in his head.
2: Right. Well, I, I like the fact that, you know, Neil Patrick Harris is, well, I guess what, the uh, analyst, the way he paints it is being... You know, there's two options. It's either Neo says it's either a, a fictitious reality I created, or you know, it's what. Um, there were some great moments with the analyst and Neo sitting here talking about it, and you can see him, you can see him kind of guiding Neo along a certain path.
1: It was, it was very sick and twisted of him
2: Oh yeah, absolutely to, to
1: make himself Neo's analyst He was just like a cat and a little injured hamster Just kind of mm. like, okay, I'm going to help you get better No, let me just swipe at you a little bit No, let me just poke at you
0: Right yeah. It
1: was so deliciously evil And uh, is it Jonathan Graff? The yeah. guy who played Agent Smith Yes So he's also King George from Hamilton. Right. Who he's, and I, he's just should always play someone evil, either musically or non-musically, just a friggin' delight. That, that was something I wasn't expecting was, I mean, I was expecting him to come back, but I wasn't expecting him to be some strange sentient, like, wait, I'm getting screwed and trying to hide. Like there were little things that were bugging me about that. But then I just, I decided to not care and just enjoy right. two and a half hours of just dumb, glorious CGI bliss.
2: Yeah, I mean the whole conversation between Smith and uh, and Thomas Anderson there in the office when they first say they're going to make the Matrix again, um, and then uh, the arch- the um, the analyst explanation about how it made thomas feel i just thought that was a uh just a great conversation in the end and i like when he prescribes him pills that they're like all blue pills you know just tons of blue pills and then you get the white rabbit song which is so awesome in the context of this and you movie. should
6: also not take your pills that way there's no way that you're just downing tons of them all at once yes Please yes read your prescription labels and no. only take it as prescribed
2: but I did one of the things that one of one of the meta things I did like, and don't take them with alcohol, Dave. Um, one of the things, that, yeah, one of the yeah, one of the things that um I did like is the cyclical nature of our lives, like how we're all on kind of this, this treadmill of repetitive cycles. And I thought, you know, when we talked about the meta, it made me think about how much is my life a. A cycle, you know. I get up at a certain time. I, you know, I go to school. I, I walk the halls. I, uh, you know, teach my classes. I come home, and then I have family stuff. And there's a certain routine with all of that. And that's not necessarily bad, but it is at the same time. I am a sense a slave to the routine, which is kind of you know the point. It does make you think a little bit. It made me think a little bit.
4: Well, it's it's one of those things that. You get become so used to it that when you have even what would historically be just a blip in that routine, in that cycle, it's very difficult to look at it from a perspective of, you know, really, what does this truly change? Right what is this truly going to affect me 10 15 20 years down the line right. but it becomes a event and yep. how much in really the history of mankind because even that has been a cyclical right a, a cyclical cycle itself too you know had how much of that becomes made much more than what it really is and should be right yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it is the one thing that I do love about these movies yeah and this series is, is the 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 way that makes you think a little bit and, and really try to kind of put things into it I mean even being red-pilled has become a cultural phrase now right over the right. last how many years I mean yeah. it, it's it, it's certainly had its effect
2: right You know, the sheeple don't like when you disrupt the routine.
4: They do not. (laughs) (laughs) And that's
6: a nice routine, you know? It's a nice
0: routine. Sometimes,
6: you know,
1: when you, for those of us who require a routine to keep things in check, you know, just because I have to touch the door three times before I open it and I have to turn the key three times, there's a routine that gives me. It gives, it's your safe place, you know, it's your safe spot and anything jarring. Like the, when, when Neo was going through the therapy sessions and then what decided to like push through and walk through, and then he put his hand through the mirror and that moment of like, what the is going on? I have, I've not literally been in that moment, but I, I empathized with that moment of, I have to. I have to break this particular compulsion or it's just not going to function. Like I'm not, it's, what am I going to do? And then, you know, the release of like either breaking it or going back to something different or figuring out something different is, was just a delight.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and even beyond just the simple, like the, the actual physical interruption or, or the the physical Oh, when you blow yeah, somebody's process, yeah, it's something to process. But even, even look at our own at our own lives, and, and, and really, and again, this is another one of these great things that makes <laughs> you sit and think: how many bits of information, how many thought patterns that are not familiar to us or, or, or as part of our process that come our way immediately get rejected or cast to the side because it would require you to see something in a different light.
0: Mm.
4: Like if I, if I grew up and, and went through school and everything like that, knowing that two plus two equaled five, but then the knowledge comes along that now it actually equals four and the disruption that that would prove because now you can't not unknow it and it Pluto requires a
6: planet to... and you cannot tell me
4: otherwise exactly exactly <laughs> you know something along those lines and, and and how has that affected us and not only the way we think about things but the way we look at other people mm-hmm. that there can no longer be an alternate an alternate conversation if it's not directly in line with what we're comfortable with, what we know, what we believe, what we trust, and going forward. A- and really, it, it, it's, an am- it's an amazing it's an amazing thing when we've got the world's knowledge at our fingertips and we use it to share videos of us destroying a school bathroom because we get a couple of likes off of it. I mean, it, it, it's – thank you, TikTok. You right. know, it, it, it's a great thing. It, it's just a really – Good way of thinking and and making you think. Yeah. Well, I
6: mean, they ended the movie with cat tricks,
0: so (laughs) yeah,
6: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) It's like we're gonna we're gonna have the world on our fingertips and share cat videos because we can, Um. because
4: we can.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, in one way, in one way, so like I watched that end credit scene, and and on one hand, it's very trite. You know, it doesn't like you have a what presents itself as a pretty serious movie throughout it about what is real embracing reality being thrown out of our comfort zones on one hand. Um, and in the end, what sort of teaser we get? Cat videos, the cat <laughs> Um, But it is kind of a metaphor of our society. Like, oh, we have all this serious stuff happening in our society. Let's go watch cat videos. You know, there is something. There Air is some, coping mechanisms, yeah. There is something about <laughs> that, and uh, that you know, that that's going to be embraced more than you know, you know, free will and uh, free will and destiny and des- and predestination or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and choice,
4: and 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 too many. I mean, and, and that, that's the real big thing the free will and choice out of it, where. And again, I've watched it once, so I'm not entirely to quote me on that, but didn't one of them have a line in there along the lines of people just want to be shown what to do they don't want to leave they're yes. not going to want to leave this thing right you know? yeah
1: that was it, in it, the it, coffee shop with, uh, yes. with neos handler yes,
4: yes, yes. Yep. that's right.
6: Well, they also mm-hmm. had a commentary on like how it's not just <laughs> really a binary choice. I mean, they talk about it, it's like one or the other, but sometimes there is a third way. And, you know, often people present, it's kind of like, well, you, it's this or this, you know, it's black, white, free will, you know, predestination, all these sorts of things. And it's like, well, how much is there of either one? And maybe there's some, things in the middle like there are certain things that happen and they put you kind of on a little bit of a railroad where you're not going to be able to change that much about the circumstances that you're in but you can steer it in a different direction you know depending on what it is you're not necessarily so for example alcoholism has very strong biological components but that doesn't make it your destiny to become someone with a substance use problem.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, and I like too the way it play, like um, we have, we have the freedom to choose red pill, blue pill, but as Morpheus says, numerous times, you didn't come here to make a choice. Like, you've already made the choice, which is also an echo back to the second and third movies. You're here to understand the choice, in a sense, or why you're making that choice. So, in one sense, Neo is programmed. He's programmed to seek out Trinity, and regardless of what's going to happen, he's going to figure out a way to get back to Trinity, even if that myth means risking himself by throwing himself back into the matrix, which at one point seems to be a real possibility for him because he will go to all lengths to be with the person that he loves.
4: Maybe I need to go back and really watch these again. Maybe I think my, my liking of it is going to improve the more we keep talking about it. Yeah. what's I'm
1: <laughs> I, that's why I was worried, that's why I watched the original films, was to get myself back into understanding the perspective of these characters, especially since those films had like a couple of years gap. The way that they're, they're written, it's there's a very tight linear time, and then, what did they say, 60? No, more years. 70,
2: yeah. I think it was 70 years. 70 year
6: gap. I, I'm pretty sure it's 60,
5: but... I thought it was 60 also. I mean, we had one, we had a returning character from the last film, Nairobi. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's right. Oh my God. When I, I kept thinking to myself when they were talking about the general, I was like, oh, be Nairobi, be Nairobi, be Nairobi!"
0: It's
1: I was so excited to see her, to have that face back, to have that recognition. But then again, I still, I had the movie fresh in my brain. I had the other movies fresh in my brain. So the, the recall and the importance of those characters we're still like up in my up front and, and meant a whole lot to me. I, I, I I don't know how I, since you saw the fourth one first and you haven't seen the other ones, I don't know what the, it may just make you kind of go have moments of, Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. I, I just encourage, I encourage my friends to, to take the time to watch the other films as well. Uh, before watching it, so that, that, that all of we're all basically around the same age. Well, Scott and I are the around are the same age, so like and Miles, the, my group of our, my group of friends who are my age, all of us sat and watched the movies, the original three, and then watched the fourth one, and we got a different perspective on it than the folks who didn't have the same recall. It's just we were refreshed; we had the memories refreshed, and it just gave it a different. It was wasn't nostalgic it was it was familiar. Right. It felt familiar but different and new and I liked it. I liked that about that
2: and there were there were so many callbacks too to the uh the original <laughs> matrix he, you know he's sitting there like. Thomas Anderson is sitting there in the middle of one of his routines, eating the same type of steak that Cypher did in the first movie, you know? And mm-hmm. you may forget that if you haven't watched his movies in a while, those sorts of things, the train station, the subway station, where he refights Smith. I'm just mm-hmm. waiting for the subway to come screeching through there. You're right.
1: Um, I still know Kung Fu. Right, right,
2: <laughs> right. I
1: lost it. Yeah. lost. That was, yeah. that you was know, a ch-
2: even the Last. fight, even the fight with uh, Morpheus in the in, where he's fighting in like the little kung fu in the type, yeah, like that's a throwback to the first movie. But it's also a throwback to the to Seraph when he says you re- never really know a man until you fight him, and in one yes. way, he doesn't really know himself until he really fights. So,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm digging around. There was an article that listed all the, re- all the Easter eggs and the callbacks, and I yeah. can't remember where I read it. Yeah, there's tons. I'm trying to find it now, but it, it just made me so happy.
6: <laughs> I don't know. I sometimes have, like, maybe, like, the opposite reaction, where there's so many callbacks and Easter eggs, I'm just like, look, if, if I wanted to go see that, I would go watch that other movie. I want a new thing here, so... <laughs>
4: I oh, Star Trek Lower Decks. <laughs> it's nothing well, I but mean, a bunchy callback.
6: Okay, yeah, when, <laughs> when I'm watching something for that is comedy, I expect a lot of references and comedic whatever. Which is why I said at first, I'm like, "Am I watching like Matrix Spaceballs version? Like what? What is this? Because it felt almost like a satire or a parody. And then partway through, they went like, "Oh, that's right. We're supposed to be having a serious movie. This is a Matrix movie." And I was like yes, yes, you are supposed to be having a serious movie. Like, what am I watching? Is this a completely different genre? So I guess, like, depending on, like, what I'm watching, kind of, I have, you know...
4: Different like, expectations.
6: Different expectations. Like, Lord X, I see that kind of stuff. I will sit there and lie, I will laugh, and I will find it hysterically <laughs> funny. Um, but, it's it's... I don't know. I really, really loved the first movie of The Matrix. I really, really did, and I don't know... I just didn't like the second, third, and the fourth one. I'm like, eh, it's a thing, it exists, I guess, maybe.
0: Yeah. yeah. Not so something some I want to watch critiques? more than three times. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: what was that, Dave?
4: So what what are some of the biggest critiques people have had about this thing? Cause I haven't read much about right. what other people
2: thought. I mean, I think there was a little bit of pacing. There's like like the the whole neat like I get the exposition that Neil Patrick Harris has to give when he, when, when Neo goes to kind of talk to Trinity in the cycle shop, that does slow the movie down just a little bit. When you have kind of that expository dialogue that's happening there. Um, And maybe a little bit when they visit him in the coffee shop and they see the, uh, the analyst there, so some of that slows it down a bit. Um, I don't know. I think I I think some of it is that it came out on the heels of Spider-Man. And Aww. Spider-Man has really overshadowed and has continued to dominate the box office. A fantastic so movie. Was
0: amazing.
2: Yeah, amazing in its own right. But and maybe too, we're in a place too, as a society, that uh, there's a lot of heavy Stuff happening in society, are we ready to embrace something so cerebral as the Matrix is? Is in some ways, I mean, I am. I, I enjoy this sort of thing, but uh, maybe I'm a masochist, you know, or something like that. So, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know.
6: Kind of like I think one of my biggest issues with it would be like, okay, I understand why they may have wanted to go grab Neo. I understand why Neo wants to go get Trinity, but truthfully. I'm not sure why they're helping him get Trinity. Because if the Analyst Matrix makes it more difficult for people to make the choice to unplug, and without Neo, they would reset the Matrix back to the previous version, wouldn't they want that?
4: Wow! Like, did did sh-
6: they know that like putting Neo and Trinity together would get like a magical duo thing? Because they didn't know that. So, when you say little- they, are you
1: referring to the architect and the machines, or are you referring to the humans
6: that are released? The humans, like I'm, right. I'm just a little confused, and like they're like, well, this is a great opportunity, opportunity for what to kill the analyst No, because like there were just some of these things. Where I'm like sitting there going, I'm not exactly sure that I fully understand right. all of your people's motivations. Other than I feel really bad about the fact my father helped resurrect you guys, and so I'm going to help you with this, but Niobe. She makes it very clear she does not give your son's not here anymore, right? No. She does not give a flying rat's ass about Neo and Trinity and any of it. She just cares about Io and what's best for Io. So I was a little bit kind of skeptical as to what was going on there to then advance the plot. Right. So So there were some character motivations that just weren't there for me.
4: Like Ray and Kylo, they're a dyad in the matrix. And they have to have whoever controls the dyad controls the world.
0: So <laughs> they the spice.
4: The, the spice what? that makes Whatever it, it
1: is that like whatever it is that brought Neo and Trinity together in the in the movies, in the previous movies and the analyst says, is, I think it's the analyst says it himself, when the two of you get together, something happens and we have to reset and we can't let you continue to connect. So no one knows what will happen if you let Trinity and Neo connect. And I know that the mach- some of the machines are, have become sentient and they're working with the humans but there's just that, that unending desire, that desire to
6: make that connection. First, I didn't understand is. why the machines were sending, like, empathy vampires, like, somehow we make more energy for them based on our emotions. And I was like, what? Why? I mean, you already had, like, magical, like, I already, like, spent more too much time thinking about, like, I do not think that this would work fundamentally, because, like, you're using humans for heat sources and energy, and somehow my heat source becomes better with my emotions, but, like, negative emotions? Like, are you all now, like, empathy vampires? What what is this? So they were, like, there were just some things that, like, this really took me out of the movie kind of going, I don't I don't think this... You keep saying that word. I do not think it means what you think it means like, kind of moments. So I,
1: I think... That the human, because the humans weren't crazy about Neo going to get Trinity, but there was just some, they took that leap of faith of like, well, what if we did connect them and let them connect, not in the matrix, but in real life and see what happens? Maybe that's going to be the final. Like everything that they've done, like no, we, we know a majority. Yeah, no, don't get Neo because that's a mistake. Oh well, look, Neo, we took a leap and we got it. Oh, this isn't going to work. No, we really? took a leap and we got it. So right. it's it's just taking a leap of faith, and right. they took a leap. I mean, I don't know why I I don't know why some people do the things they do, but they faith is the is seems to be like the word that carries them. That's the thing that like. It's a, I have a leap of, I'm taking a leap of faith. I'm gonna, just like Indy, I'm gonna take a step and hope that I don't fall down. I just get to the, to, to the, to the Holy Grail. Right. It's a leap of faith. There's
6: no, there's no way to explain a leap of faith. Right. It just she, seemed out of character for Niobe to all of a sudden be like, sure, let's go do this thing.
2: Well, she trusts, trusts, she trusts, she trusts, yeah, she trusts, she trusts kind of the synth- the, the synthetic that, uh, that she's kind of talking to there which is kind of the thing that sways her mind you might argue that that's a bit trite or that's a bit that seems to be a pretty big leap for her based on what the yeah. the way they painted the character and i would maybe uh side with that um a little bit cuz i think that there, there there's a, there is a little bit there um i i did like i mean i think one of the reasons that neo wants to rescue trinity is 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 I love the way they reframed that in light of the movie, the old movies, all the scenes they show you of them holding hands of them, helping each other and how, you know, when I watch, when I watch those first three movies, I say, well, this is really about Neo. But when they reframed it this way, I'm like, well, Neo would never have gotten there if it were not for Trinity. And it really reframed those movies for me in a little bit of a different way. And I appreciate the fact that they were able to make me see that differently. and maybe able to make me say that, well, this is as much a Trinity arc as it is a Neo arc. And for me, the, and for me, when, and so when they leap off the building and it is Trinity holding him up, that's that's there's a there's, that's a in a metaphorical way, but also it kind of says this is the power behind it. It's not just, you know, it's not just him. And so I and so for me, I really appreciated it, and it made sense that regardless of, of whether Nio- Niobe helped them, once Neo was free, he really didn't have a choice but to make a way back to. Trinity, with or without the help of the Nemesis.
0: Okay. Yep. Yeah,
2: So, so I don't know. Those are my thoughts. I again, I, I hear, I hear some of the thoughts, uh, Jen, that you're talking about here, and and just um, uh, some of the, you might argue some plot some plot things that maybe didn't sit well with you. Um, for me, uh, I was able to kind of look past that and say that this was still a a really good movie that on one hand poked fun at the fact that Warner Brothers was making them do this movie, but in spite of this saying, we're going to make the best star Matrix movie we can with the people we have, regardless of the fact that it's here, And so, like, when when they're sitting in the meeting, you know, pitching the new uh, Matrix video game and it's Matrix 4 and the buzzwords of originality and fresh and, like, bullet time and everything they're talking about, like, there's a sense of nostalgia and you're getting it as they're kind of walking through um I love the call the, the call back in the scripting to bullet time being like one word. Um and not only do they talk about it in the meeting, but then the analyst brings it up later on, you know, bullet time and how he's using bullet time now against Neo, you know, the ability to stop time and reverse time. <laughs> I thought it thought was kind of interesting and an interesting twist to that. I, I, I really did appreciate it. I I appreciated Smith. The, the duality of Smith and Thomas Anderson being two halves of the same whole, in a sense, but also how Morpheus and Smith are also kind of two halves of the same whole.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> By the way, did anyone go to the, uh, the website, um, the choices yours dot what is the matrix dot com? No. If you go there, right. you get to select the red pill or the blue pill and you get a different trailer depending on which pill you select. I like it. Yeah. So make sure you do it. Sometime it's again the choice is the matrix dot com. This is a site that was active back when the original Matrix came out. So
1: is that related to the MMO at all? I don't
2: think so, but this one they actually they incorporate. If you take the blue pill, they incorporate your actual time that you're watching it into the trailer. It's kind of fun. Ooh, Uh, yeah, that's fun. So, and uh, what did you um,
5: machines actually bringing back Neo and Trinity because at the end of the third film, you know they were dead pretty much.
2: I bought the explanation. Like to me, that was as good as an ex- explanation as any, any other series where they try to resurrect someone that's been dead. And I thought it was plausible. Um, the fact that there was something about Neo. I mean, you see all the glowiness happening at the end of the third film around Neo. It makes sense that there's a powerhouse of energy that they don't want to lose. Um, and the fact it- that it's surrounding uh Trinity, I kind of like it.
1: There's, I had is going to sound sappy, but the um, in my mind, it wasn't just it was the energy, but it was there was something about I I had I can't think of the word I'm trying to say now. I had rationalized it, that there was something about Neo and something about something about Neo, that he is a source code, either his soul or genetically. He is a source code that brought balance to the Matrix. And when they found that he was not in balance without the other source code, without Trinity's source code, her soul, her genetic makeup, without those two together, there was no balance. They couldn't be together. They just needed to be near. Like when he he explained the whole thing about you guys just needed to be near each other, revolving around each other, like two stars that just like binaries just keep going and going, and that's and never the twist. Pluto
6: and Tyron circling each other endlessly at the edge of our solar system.
4: Yeah, that I added that.
6: Enough. It was that it was that you yeah. yeah. right. Totally, that's the dying. two pieces
1: of code that needed to run in order for the rest of for everything else to run you.
6: properly.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: I guess the power of love powers the <laughs> matrix.
2: The power of love. That's right. Love is, chemi- love is chemistry. The chemistry of love is what makes the mat- matrix work.
1: I mean, we are all at, at some level. We're just hydrogen atoms that have picked up a few more electrons and neutrons. You know, we're all something that can be broken down into a specific code. And
2: what did what did Merovingian say, what did, what did the Merovingians say in the second movie? We're all victims of causality. I've drank too much wine and therefore I must piss
0: <laughs>
2: yes.
1: he's so just gross and fabulous
2: oh it is
1: I Really yeah. enjoyed. it must have been fun to play yeah. to play him
2: wiping with the silky ass thingy you know I, I, thought, oh, I thought man some of the greatest lines and references were in, in his tirade there in the fight
5: and but, he did a French accent
2: yes it was great
6: it was like a really awful boomerang. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was a really awful boomerang. But by the way, I, have, I I mentioned one site. I have another website for you guys to check out.
6: It, it was it was an epic French old. <laughs>
2: it was a French boomerang. Anyway. <laughs> I
6: mean- literally my friends and I were watching it and the first thing someone said after they're like, okay, boomer. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean it was a bunch of I was like,
0: you know, I,
2: I, I want to share we'll a just, website. You be- know
1: what? We'll just go back and take our chair right. put on our slippers and go to have our dinner at three o'clock. So that the world is available for the, for the hipsters and the wax mustachioed sweater vest wearing Vegan cheese eating snots to build whatever the fuck they use. <laughs> <laughs> out of Lego. I'm because so they're all sorry, right now. We uh, but have you have opinions, just, and we use our words and not creative dance to
6: explain them.
4: That scenario you <laughs> described sounds like. Perfection.
6: <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you know what? I embrace being old. This is fantastic. Uh, like, yeah, I'm not even that old, but it sounds
1: <laughs> great. <gross. My> I'm <insurance laughs> cheaper than the rest of you efforts. I uh, get better deals on hotels, and I can rent a car of any level without an extra
6: fee.
2: That's what I say to those. People. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic.
6: I like, I'm sorry about the F (laughs) bomb. It just kind of rolled out. (laughs) She's like, I am in my boomer rant. It just rolled out. Yeah, she's gonna like grab a cane and start yelling at people to go off her lawn. It's fine.
2: Absolutely. (laughs) Dave does it all the time. Get out of my restroom and stop tearing them apart.
4: Get the class, you filthy! You filthy animal! No wonder your generation so dumb. Get to class.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think
1: should, it's like with cats. You should just walk around with
6: a squirt gun and every time they misbehave, just
4: eh, I seen seen the gun
6: I should, able, I should <laughs> walk around with chocolates and a squirt bottle and someone's behaving themselves. Here's a chocolate. Someone's misbehaving themselves. Squirt bottle. It works on cats. Why can I not apply this to humans? Yes, oh, we, had the foam, we had the foam bat
4: plan. Yeah. Where you're legal to carry a foam bat, and you—it's perfectly legal just to whale the snot out of whoever, whatever, with it, as long as it's with that foam bat. Right.
1: <laughs> you no, know, does a pool noodle? Out. How about a pool noodle? A pool noodle bat have a core work. in them, and yeah. I've been flopped in the head with one of those. Ow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
4: I, I did. I did. How about a pool noodle? A pool noodle would work. Yeah. But I'm interested up. in the website right now.
2: Oh, you're bringing me back to the website? So here's a website I have for you to check I out. Like it is Kiana is, immortal.com. Kiana is immortal.com. So if you type that in is that like the
6: scenes, immortal?
2: It's the idea that Kiana doesn't age from the time of Charlemagne till now.
0: Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's insane, isn't why? it?
2: Yeah, so Kiana... Reeves is immortal. Just type it in, and you'll find it. It's actually fascinating.
6: Are they like there are like pictures of? There are from pictures. Yeah. You know what? He kind of <laughs> reminds me of of the description of Dorian Gray. I wonder if maybe he has a painting somewhere of himself. There is. Amazing. There's
2: two paintings in the lineup if you look. But,
6: but no. But does the painting age? That's what I'm asking.
2: No, no, no. It doesn't. Hmm. But.
0: But I do I,
2: I do appreciate the way they did age him in this movie. And he clearly is an older actor in here. Um, and reminds right. me, you know, Kiefer mentioned the idea of John Wick. There was a lot of John Wick in the current Neo in some ways. Um and with the long hair and the way he's presented and the handsome Chad being a part of it. But
1: It it did make me. I was wondering why Chad looked so familiar, and then I read it today that that's the director for the John Wick films, right? And he was the stunt. He was uh, Keanu's stunt double for for the Matrix, right? For the first Matrixes.
2: Yep. So, 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 so in a in a meta sort of way, Trinity was married to Neo (laughs) because it was a stunt double.
0: He's
1: fifty-seven. I thought he was fifty.
2: Who Keanu? Keanu. Yeah,
1: he looks really good for fifty-seven.
2: Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't (laughs) aged in about five hundred years. It's incredible. He's
1: a good man. Like he's a decent, kind human
4: being. Yeah. What do
2: you? I think that
1: is better than Botox.
4: Oh,
2: absolutely. Percent
4: of his money he made from this movie, he donated. I just saw that original Matrix movie. Yeah the
6: the original
1: Matrix
4: one.
6: So
1: he took cuts to make the other ones happy To make the other ones doable he, he And you know He gave motorcycles to the stuntmen And then on some There was somebody who Like uh, Oh god now I'm forgetting I can't remember if it was on If it was on this nope. film Or the last John Wick film He ended up paying a lot of the grips And a lot of the union guys Out of his own pocket just right. like i will pay you the extra stuff that you need i will tip you out and i will take care of you he's just a good human and yeah, he well, loves dogs and,
4: yeah right. well and, and and as a as a firearms enthusiast watching him training for john wick through all the uh, obstacle courses and all the tactical training and stuff he did wow yeah I've done that stuff for a very, very long time, and that dude is a badass. Oh, he is. Oh, I would love to spend a day at the range with him.
2: Yeah. You know, anytime you see him interviewed or anytime you hear of interaction with fans, he's one of the actors that just seems to have a good heart in general. Yeah. He's a good dude. Um, He he didn't donate, as you said, 70% that came through. That was the original matrix. But he continues to have a heart for people with cancer. In fact, I saw a little note somewhere that he, in 2020, he auctioned off a 15-minute Zoom date with himself. And the money was donated to Camp Rainbow Gold, a summer program for Idaho children with cancer. So cancer remains something very near and dear to his heart. So.
1: Octavia Spencer was on a chat show and there were, I think he was on it too. I want to say it was that British one with the guy. He used to have this really big red couch and now everyone's in separate chairs, but, um, she was, she came on set to do, she was only filming for a couple days and she was walking to, she wanted to know where she was going to get her costumes and Keanu Reeves was on set and they're going along and, and, you know, he saw her come out of this tiny, horrible little trailer. And he, he, the next day she had like a really nice trailer. He just was like, there's no way Octavia Spencer is going to be in this pop-up. She is an amazing actress. You're going to treat her with respect and upgraded her trailer. Didn't tell her someone she found out through somebody else. He just got really pissed that they put her like, "Are you, why would you do that to somebody and upgraded her trailer? And then there was a story about how he helps Somebody on the side of the road Um and oh, that yeah. turned out To be an Oscar winning actor Or actress like there's just all These stories of him being just a sweet Kind humble dude And I think that's what preserves him Like there's a There's there's a blessing to being a, a kind soul
2: right. right And
1: that's looking really damn good
2: Yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> Well yeah Um but it's, it's it, it seems to be that it's looking good, not just outward, but also inward, and that's beautiful. That's something beautiful to see in Hollywood.
1: Yeah, yeah. We took a really weird turn with this. Movie.
0: Yeah, we, we did. We're
1: just having like a love letter to Keanu. He's, yeah, just love it. Well, it, it he's so
0: it, it, nice. Yeah. But.
1: I own all. I think it's three CDs from from his band Formaggio, and he. I saw him in college. And I, he, I have his autograph on one. of. It's the only CD, plastic CDs I still own because they have his autograph on them.
4: What, what was his name. band name?
1: Formaggio or Formaggi. Yeah. Hold Is on. that
4: Italian for wild scallions?
2: That's
5: cheese.
1: No. Hold on.
5: Formaggio.
1: Piano Reeves. Wow,
5: what what did you not- do with Octavia Spencer?
1: I don't know. Was it? Maybe I'm mixing up the story. Maybe he was just on the couch and it was somebody else who did it.
5: Well, I, no, you, you you got, I think you got the story right. I was just wondering what, like, cause I found it, there's a YouTube video where she, I guess, tells a story that, that tells that story, but. um
1: yeah. It's just so sweet. The band is called Dog Star. One of their albums is called Farmaggio or uh, Farmaggio okay. something. There you go. I'm not remembering very well. Yeah. That's okay. Quattro formaggi.
2: Quattro formaggi. It
1: was an EP and then little visionary and happy ending. I have oh. it was I was very it was the nineties. <laughs> good years. Good years, the nineties. He was he's really good guitar player.
2: Right. Yeah all right well i think that uh that brings us to a good stopping point here in this show so right uh, but as we kind of wrap it up uh, uh <laughs> real, real quickly you know after talking about it like now where do we kind of out let's just rate let's just rate this really quickly in five stars and um and then we'll kind of wrap up the show so uh Jen, let's start with you. Tell us, uh, I know we talked about it. I know you weren't an incredible fan of the movie. Where do you rank this movie out of five I stars? Mean,
6: I, I'm still gonna give it two and a half stars. I mean, it's not it's not like really up there for me, but it's also not complete trash. So, you know, it's there. It exists. It's average
2: all right. And uh, M, how about you?
6: Um,
1: four and a half, four to four and a half. There's, you know, a couple of glitches but it was I was thoroughly entertained. And I got my 7.99 HBO monthly out of it.
2: No, absolutely absolutely. Dave, how about you?
4: Oh. A solid 3 with the potential of going higher the more I watch it.
0: Right. Right. Very good. Sure. I,
1: I am very curious if you go back and watch, and then watch the first three,
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: watch this one. I I do want to know what your thoughts are after you if if
4: should you decide to do that. I probably will.
2: We will have I, to, I'll, Dave. Well, we'll have to do a movie marathon sometime on your new TV.
4: Yes.
2: Invite me over. I didn't
4: get to watch this one in 4K. I can't wait to do that.
2: Yeah. It looks really again.
4: good in yeah. 4K. Yeah.
5: yeah,
2: absolutely, absolutely. I,
5: it, it's ugh.
2: yeah. Yeah. Miles, how about you?
5: I give it four out of five. Um, like M, I I was thoroughly entertained. It, it, it's a nice, it's a nice callback, nice not- nostalgia trip. It embraces what it is, and it, it even embraces its flaws, but it does it in such a way that's um, that I find redeemable and. Um, I was along for the ride, the whole, the whole, whole movie. And, um, it's a good companion piece to the, to let the last three films. Um, yeah, I don't know why, why it didn't resonate as much with fans. I, I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. I'm glad, you know, um, I, I didn't feel like I gave up, you know, that's two hours of my life. I'm never going to get back. I was just like, wow, I invested two hours of my life and I got something really good out of it. So, yeah, very
2: good. Yeah, I think I'm with, uh, you know, M. Miles. I'm more along your camp. Four and a half is probably where I'm going to give it. I don't know that I can give it a five. It's certainly not a perfect movie. However, the fact that I went back and I've watched it four times willingly without anyone twisting my arm says something about the power of this the way this movie resonated with me at least um and i can't speak obviously it resonates differently with different people um for many years the the very last day of school after the students would leave the movie that i would pop on would be the original matrix it was all it was just been a part of my life um i love it it's so inspiring it's just a it's a movie that makes me think and there's something really fresh about that um and it's been a while since the movie's done that so for me definitely four and a half um not sure i can give it a five um but maybe someday down the line it will make that for me i don't know but i do enjoy it yeah well in uh about a week and a half assuming that covid doesn't get in the way we are talking about potentially doing a live show. Is that right?
4: Yes.
2: Yes. So it's all potential with that, but we are, it'll be the first time I think that we've ever done a live show, everyone together. Is that correct?
6: Yes. yes. Although it really depends on what's going on with shelter. Right. Because-
2: Curse you, Jen. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
6: I'm sorry. No, we, I'm we, lost, we lost somebody. No, um,
2: it's fine. We I, I shouldn't that.
6: say like we lost them, like they died or something. Um, we an employee is no longer working for us. Right. Um, we'll just say that, and so that has caused a lot of shifts you be yeah. covered and things like that. So we're still trying to work everything out. Yes.
2: So I believe the plan, if I'm correct, is that Friday. Is that correct? M comes up, and then we're gonna we're gonna try to record that Friday.
6: Mm-hmm. Yes, yep. it yes. I think
2: it's yeah. that Friday evening. Yeah, so we're we're that's at least the talk, and uh, I have blocked out the other rooms in that B and B section, so we can be a, as loud and obnoxious as we want. is <laughs>
6: so. that the fourth coffee,
1: coffee maker in my room?
2: There is a coffee maker in your room.
1: Yay! Okay, so, that's all. That's yeah. all
2: I need. That's right.
1: And a way to toast a bagel.
2: And I and I know and I know the owner so i can get you i can get you a good deal for that
1: well i know the owner's wife who doesn't hate me so we'll have a conversation with her because we all know who wears the trousers
6: in the family
2: <laughs> <laughs> definitely her definitely her
6: She so. wears a tilt
2: yes all right well uh with that being said uh i look forward to seeing you guys in about a week and a half and uh <laughs> And we hopefully will be moving into con time here with Farpoint not too far around the corner, assuming that they actually do it live. And, um... Right now, though I know, there's a lot of stuff up in the air because of the good old COVID and Omicron. So we're just going to be, we'll keep you up to date as we find out information. You can join us on our Facebook page to find out more information about that and about what's going on with the cons and even though what even what's going on in our own lives as far as what we're watching. We many times post that stuff up on the good old Facebook. You can always email us at Scott, not Scott uh, at the Sci Fi Diner at gmail.com. And that will uh, get you the um, email, and we can respond to that as well. But I believe that about does it. So, anything else we need to say for the good of the order?
1: Uh, no, but today is the last day Blackberries work.
2: That's right. <laughs> yep, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I got a retirement BlackBerry. <laughs> yep. Damn. Tag, burn it. Um,
1: Back in my day, iPhones had buttons.
2: They did. <laughs> Multiple full keyboards.
1: I
6: had to make sure I had coverage and I wasn't in roaming.
2: That's right.
6: (laughs) And you could only call me after nine p.m. when calls
4: were free.
2: That's right. Oh my gosh, (laughs) forgot about that. Twenty
4: minutes to write a
0: text.
2: (laughs) That's right. That's right.
4: Hey,
0: Uh, hey, gotta go back.
2: (laughs) Yep. All right, Miles. Why don't you go ahead and
5: take us out of the show? All right till next time good night and good luck We'll see ya Leave
6: Your dailies with your tips on the table
5: Thank you that you know, yeah. And Chrissy, I think, said she'd she'd be here, but she might be a little more saltier than usual.
2: Good. Well that's what we need a salty Chrissy.
5: I know, right? I mean a salty Chrissy is entertaining Chrissy. Yeah.
2: Well let's see who joined us here. Maybe it was
6: Chrissy. The,
5: the ah, a
2: Chrissy's. salty Chrissy. I Chrissy
6: I am salty about so much right now. it's, it's funny.
2: You, salty? I just can't can't imagine.
4: Nothing would prepare me for this. Get some lime and tequila with that salt. (laughs) No, I would.
6: Except for I'm not feeling 100% right now. And,
4: yeah. It's medicine. It makes you feel better. It burns it all right down out of the throat. You know... I,
6: sh- I probably should not share this, <laughs> so hopefully we're not recording right now. But because I was underage, to um, my first time I ever had whiskey was after was purely medicinal because I had had um, I, like I used to like lose my voice in the spring for my allergies. Like the tree pollen would come out and it would just be so so bad. And so I had had, like, a sore throat for, like, two-plus weeks. I was miserable. And my boyfriend at the time thought it'd be funny because he thought he thought it was funny to give everyone, like, whiskey and see, like, their reaction to it. And all the other guys are, like, you know, they're getting down and, this stuff and they're sputtering. They're, like, thinking. I take this one shot of that. And I just looked at him and I was like, you give me that damn bottle. Because... Like for the first time, my throat felt so, like, it was, like, numb uh-huh. and and I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. So that is how I acquired taste for whiskey, was because my allergies. There you go.
2: Hey, nothing like uh, sickness to drive you to drink.
5: I feel it's just medicinal purposes.
2: Oh, oh yeah, you yeah, sure.
5: Really? So. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, we'll just about medicinal purposes. That works.
5: Yeah, no. Um,
6: yeah, I don't like I don't know what's wrong with me. Well, I think I, I suspect what's wrong with me, but a lot of things. But the the newest wrong with me, let me specify, is my... Mo- this is most likely COVID, but that's okay. We're just gonna power through it. It will be fine. It will be fine. The shelter doesn't need me. They'll just put a laptop, I'll just zoom in and they'll just roll me around. it's, they will. it's perfectly fine. I got,
0: so,
6: I got oh,
1: had, j- uh, I don't, can you guys hear me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Um, Hi. I good. Am. Uh, I can tell you. For those of you, I know some of you have had the COVID. And some of you, like, don't fuck around with it, because um, one of my coworkers who was 47 uh, died last week. Oof. Yeah. Sorry. We just found out today. Um fully vaccinated. He has asthma had asthma the way I did. And uh after some time with family at Thanksgiving, he picked it up, and I am now of the mind where like if you feel like you might have it, go get tested, go take time off, and don't fuck around with it.
6: Oh. The thing the problem is, so first, first my mom started not not feeling good. So I brought home a rapid test. Rapid tester. It came back negative. It was fine. So she calls her doctor and she's like, hey, I think I have the flu. Can I get Theraflu? And he's like, no. These rapid tests are not picking up Omicron. You need to go get tested. We're like, well, that sucks. So then this morning, I woke up. I have, like, a mild headache. I have a sore throat. I have body aches. I'm feeling nauseated. I've had, like, a low-grey fever all day long. You know. So... I'm now, like, debating, like, do I go into my work, get a rapid test? If it's negative, be fine. But then again, now knowing what I know, I'm like, well, can I, like, should I just wait around for her to, like, get her test results and then just assume that if she has it, I have it? I don't know. Let let,
2: let, let me tell you uh, Kristen's story. (laughs) So, uh, last uh, Thursday was my 51st birthday. And... um, Congrats. Yeah, I know. I made it. I'm not in the grave yet. Good. Um yeah, I know. But
6: your days are numbered, yes. according to some scriptural text, therefore yes. happy you when you're closer to death because I know. inevitably it will happen.
2: It's inevitable. I am a uh,
5: terrible person. I'm a terrible friend. But
2: that's, yes, you that's are okay. you suck. All right. Um
5: I'll with you. Yes.
2: Yeah, so I mean so part of this is so she began to feel a little bit bad on Thursday. Didn't say anything to me, but then by Friday she was sick. So we say, all right, we'll go to the doctor. Well, the doctor office is closed New Year's Eve. So we drive to urgent care, and all the urgent cares are closed, are full. Like, we just can't get in anywhere. So we do, We go to Walgreens, and we pick up a rapid rapid test, right? She brings it home, takes it. It's negative. So, But um, I wasn't too concerned because I know that if you test immediately once you get symptoms, it doesn't always show up. Mm -hmm. Um, But regardless of that So she began to feel worse over the weekend And Sunday night We're lying in bed She comes in from my son's room Has a bottle of Vicks The Vicks is dated 2001 And she goes, I think this Vicks is bad Um, (laughs) I'm like Vicks doesn't go bad Like Vicks is going to outlast me And the apocalypse, right?
0: They're like the Twinkies
2: Exactly So, And she opens it And I'm three feet away and i can smell the vix she goes she goes i there's no scent in the vix i'm like i'm like um honey there's scent in the vix so she you know squirts her nostrils with whatever and she goes well i can kind of smell it well by the next day she didn't have any smell or tape and she went she tried to get a doctor's visit again couldn't get in it was monday now and um so the rapid tests come with two tests. So she retook the rapid test and it gave it loud and clear that she had COVID. So so it was yeah. defi- it was definite definite COVID there. So she did not get the official test, but she's uh, definitely yeah. she's rising up over the hump. So
6: I, I think I I think we picked it up from um, my sister and her husband on New Year's morning they came over. For brunch my sister complained of having like she's like my allergies are really acting up and I have this headache and in our family like if someone says they have a headache that usually means they have like a migraine you know sometimes the migraines are really bad and sometimes they're like really mild they're more almost like a silent migraine so we're like okay it's so, like one of your migraines and you know
3: your
6: allergies no worries I'm pretty sure she has it and gave it to us because both my mom and I came down with it around the same time and that is literally the only I would say place that both her and I have been. Because we don't cross anything else. Yes. It's not so no. the shelter's on fire and I'm I have COVID, it's fine. It's fine. This is fine. This whole thing is fine. I'm just going to sit there as the house is running down and drink my coffee that I probably won't be able to taste by Monday. It's fine.
5: You don't always lose your just. taste.
2: No, and that's also like, that's not 100% either,
4: right?
1: Yeah, I don't am well, Omicron. Yeah. Apparently with Omicron, you don't lose the taste so much. It With the sore throat and the fever is the trigger is the like the, the two big warning signs for omicron yeah
6: i really i feel like i did the day after i got the booster shot that's how i feel and it's really annoying because i feel well enough to go out frolicking around like i mean it will be annoying i'll be tired but i i feel up to it and i, I know you of screw around with this because just because you are fine with it doesn't mean that someone else is not gonna be fine with it it doesn't mean you're not gonna kill them Yep. Oh, anyways, let's make a show so I can be salty about it.
2: Yes, absolutely. Well, uh, Kiefer's going to join us here for the first 15 minutes, if that's all right. I, I love it. Because let's he hear. wants to talk about it. So you're going to have to behave for the first 10, 15 minutes, Jen.
4: Watch your mouth, Jen. Come on, Jen. <laughs> I'm not going to teach him anything he doesn't already
6: know. I
2: mean, <laughs> well, that's pretty true. That is, <laughs> if he I, knows these that.
0: words, that's on his behalf.
2: Dude. We are, we, we, we are uh, chastising him for his potty mouth all the time. And I keep blaming Jen
6: for it. <laughs> Jen, not learning those words from me. Let me tell you.
5: There we go. We gotta explain to Chrissy's other name.
1: Ah, uh, got it. Hey, yeah. is someone on like a heart monitor?
2: Yeah, know? I hear a beeping sound. I hear two.